0: Hey everyone, it's Noah Barnett, the VP of Marketing here at Feather and today, as always on Fridays, I'm joined by New Tay, a content strategist in our nonprofit ecosystem. Hey, New.
1: Welcome back from holiday. How was your holiday? yeah I think similar,
0: as I was mentioning earlier before we start recording is that I think any holiday where you can eat a meal outside to me is a win, and so my family and I it was just us this year, no visitors, and we were just able to have a really nice meal outside, decorated on friday uh watched White Christmas, even though that movie doesn't hold up that well, but it's such a tradition that it just is you know um, and so it was on in the background, watched some sports. Ball or whatever <laughs> whatever was on just some passive entertainment uh played a lot of games with my kids um yeah yeah it was good i watched the eagles game i couldn't tell you what happened in the eagles game because i wasn't watching it that closely but it sounds like a positive outcome did your eagles fly
1: I told you i'm like a sports person but i really like watching the eagles game i think because i'm and my husband's super into it, but it was a very dramatic game. Um, yeah, was
0: this out. uh where they were playing the Kansas City Chiefs, or was this the other now game?
1: It was the Bills, and they Bills. went time, okay. So it was a stressful game,
0: but they pulled it off, they pulled it off,
1: they did, they, they pulled it off at the end. Thank god,
0: yeah. I, I feel like many can relate to that, you know, like we just were. We just had Giving Tuesday and it's (laughs) like, ah, it's intense. We're in overtime. And now like, okay, we pulled it off. Yeah. But now we have to go play again, you know? And so I know we're going to talk about that a little bit today is now that we've transitioned out of, you know, Thanksgiving holiday, Giving Tuesday kind of campaigning. Now we're really in the last 32, Mm -hmm. 30 days. It's December Mm -hmm. 1st, 30 days, 31 days of the year. How do organizations pivot?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that Giving Tuesday should be looked at as a part of your year-end campaign and not separate. Um, So it's really just a kickoff, right? It's the Giving Day that kicks off your year-end campaign. And this newsletter that we did this week for the Good Marketing Brief really focuses on monitoring how how your campaign is doing, how your marketing communication, communications are going and making iterations based on what you're finding.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you mentioned Giving Tuesday as the kickoff. And I think this was a huge kickoff from all the reports I've seen. It's still early days, mm-hmm. is that there was positive signals. You know, more Giving on Giving Tuesday across various platforms than the year prior. Again, we'll wait a few more weeks till we get the like actual all-encompassing yeah. data. But I think it was a great kickoff. And I think if it aligns with any of the other trends we're seeing in consumer behavior, Mm -hmm. uh, where we're seeing a 5%, 10% uptick in consumer spending, and we overlay that with what we're hearing about Giving Tuesday, it was a heck of a kickoff to the end of your giving season, at least positive signs. In a year that I think for eight months, nine months was kind of marred by, oh, are we going to go into a recession? How is this going to impact this? How (laughs) is it going to do that? We showed up. For each other, yeah, this absolutely. past week,
1: I think so too. And I, I, don't know about you, but I was kind of tracking all of the emails I was getting. Obviously, a lot from the nonprofits that I support, but also a lot of consumer brands that I I buy from had were participating in Giving Tuesday and partnering up with nonprofits. So there was definitely uptick in that, and it's. Just it was awesome to see and then i've seen some articles here and there announcing some preliminary data around giving tuesday and like i said it's all been super positive and i'm really excited because i think this was kind of um and it weighed on a lot of people in the community because we just didn't know which way it was going to go because giving tuesday has grown significantly since 2012 and Um, with the recession and the pending recession, the economic factors, um, I just wasn't sure. So it's good to see it's heading in the positive direction, but you know, we'll see what it tells us.
0: Absolutely. And I think even more importantly, if you're listening to this, it's less about what the overall sentiment was, but what was your data telling you, you know, how many new donors did you get on giving Tuesday that have never given to your organization before? how are you following up with them now before end of year? Don't wait till after end of year. Like, how are you cultivating those new donors right now? Mm -hmm. You know, how many of the donors that gave to you last giving Tuesday gave to you again on giving Tuesday? And how can you Mm -hmm. celebrate that multi-year commitment, you know, and even send them a kind note that doesn't just thank them for their donation, but thank them for being a loyal supporter of you. Or maybe it's a donor that's never given on giving Tuesday and they gave for the first time. How are you going to cultivate that momentum and move towards end of year? There's often this discussion on like, oh, if they give it end of year, do or if they give on Giving Tuesday, do I remove them from my end of year campaign? And it's like, no, don't do that. Barbara O'Reilly was like, why would you do that? These are your most loyal and intentional donors. Now, you shouldn't communicate to them as though they're just some transactional component Mm -hmm. at end Mm -hmm. of year, because they did just give to you. But if you can build on that momentum and you can really reconnect them from giving Tuesday into how they can be a part of the end of year campaign, or maybe even commit to giving monthly all next year and really be that loyal partner. Now is the time to work on that. It's not time to sit back and relax and hope everything goes well. Now is the time to really lean into the data. And my good friend, Cameron Bartlett, who I interviewed on the good marketing podcast that you might be listening to right now. Um, mentions just like being able to craft that donor journey and expect people to do different things and how do you do the next best thing with them is super important and now more than ever you know you had success or maybe you didn't but something happened in the last week for you and your organization now what how are you building on that
1: yeah absolutely i actually i love cameron i think he's very influential in the states i actually just met him a few months ago we got connected. and what I really love about this podcast is he talks about his experience working with all the renowned organizations that he's done digital marketing and fundraising for, but he mentioned something that I've kind of been seeing more of or hearing more of, which is like productizing like your fundraising, mm-hmm. and so kind of separating your value propositions out into different segments and committing the resources, the time, and the team members to each individual one. Like, for example, I know at Stop Social Suicide, they have a really big fundraisers program, and then they have a monthly donor program, and then they have their challenges program, which is something really interesting too, because it's just like a fun and engaging way to get your community involved. And it doesn't have to be about getting a donation its just getting that that support getting them to share getting them to be excited about your mission and you know find ways to kind of bond with the community about it yeah
0: absolutely and i think that's important even as we head into year end and especially as i know i'm planning to give a presentation next week on how you think about 2024 marketing Mm -hmm. plans Mm -hmm. this idea of productizing your asks or productizing your uh fundraising campaigns is something that's really top of mind because it allows you to invest in something that has longevity and durability versus needing to be dependent on, you know, it's great giving Tuesday's great end of year's great, but that dependency on like, well, this campaign better be good because we have to raise 50% of our revenue or that spring campaign better hit. Or if it doesn't, you know, we're kind of left out um, to dry a little bit. This idea of productization is really important in fundraising. And I think Cameron had some great thoughts and some great examples. So if you haven't listened to that episode, you can do so either by clicking on the link below in the show notes um, or just going back a couple episodes in your feed and you can see our interview with
1: Cameron. Absolutely.
0: One of the other things you mentioned in the brief this week was a campaign that I guess Dove did with Lenny. Can you talk more
1: about that? Yeah. So have you, have you, have you heard of Lenny or?
0: I don't. And yeah, so give I'm us not... the background for our listeners.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'm not a huge TikTok person, but you know, I'm one of those people who like goes on like the Instagram reels and <laughs> finds TikTok content that way. Um, so I was familiar with Lenny already before I saw this uh, initiative with Dub. And Lenny is basically a content creator who is in a form of a blob. <laughs> kind of looks like a ghost has like two adorable eyes a very cute voice and they spread just messaging about positivity and mental health and so in this campaign dove tried something new and partnered with that influencer and lenny produced content um that dripped right before thanksgiving and so I thought this was a fun thing for nonprofits to so just look at and see and find ways to get creative with your fundraising and marketing communications, and maybe find some influencers in the space who are passionate about your work um, and, and finding ways to collaborate with them. But of course, testing it to make sure it's it's actually working and it's resonating with the audience.
0: Yeah. I think what stands out to me, even though I, I'm not familiar with Lenny or the campaign specifically is that idea that Dove found collaboration with someone who was speaking to the audience they wanted to connect with Mm -hmm. and was aligned with a purpose that they're trying to put out into the market. And so in a parallel, it could be you as an organization are advocating for sustainable food, and there might be individuals that are influencers on TikTok or other places, that are talking about how you can have sustainable food. And so your audience is gathering around these private squares, as I call them, or like influencer communities. And that ability to tap into those, especially when there's audience alignment and purpose alignment, there has to be Mm -hmm. both or it doesn't work. And it sounds like Dove nailed it with this campaign. It can be hugely impactful.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Dove has been known for kind of being a disruptor in the, the healthcare space, uh, promoting different t- people of diverse backgrounds and different body shapes and body types. And so I really appreciated the, the alignment there.
0: Yeah. So we talked about new ideas and how you shouldn't sleep on your Giving Tuesday <laughs> data. You really need to dig into it and then take action on some of these core segments. Three mm-hmm. I would recommend again, just to repeat them as new donors, donors that gave last Giving Tuesday and this year, and donors that gave to Giving Tuesday, Uh, For the first time, but they were already loyal donors. And how are you going to cultivate them? How are you going to follow up on them? Mm -hmm. But very quickly, we have to now jump to like the end of year season, which Mm -hmm. you know I think thirty percent of revenue is is raised or funding is raised by nonprofits in the next thirty days. I think it's like fifteen percent in the last three days, Mm -hmm. typically through emails and ads and direct mail and messaging. On top of that, there's a huge push in the uh, consumer space to access people's wallets right now, whether it's big brands or, you know, uh, small shops in your local community. So there's just like an onslaught in the market right now. And I think competition for attention is, is skyrocketing like it does every year. Mm-hmm. How do we optimize our campaigns? What practical tips do we have for nonprofits trying to make sure their campaigns are a success?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, like we mentioned, obviously, looking at your data, Making sure you're monitoring that performance. But a couple resources that I shared in this week's three, first was obviously from from Tobes. He shared 39 optimizations that you can make to your landing page, which is very important, obviously, because whether it's digital ads or email, you're directing you're directing the audience somewhere, whether it's somewhere in your website, probably a landing page for your you know, like your year end campaign. And so he shared 39 optimizations that I thought were really cool to look at and just to see how you can make improvements to your current campaign. He did have 40, but he mentioned at the end of the newsletter that he took one out because he just didn't know the, uh, he hasn't tested it yet, which is like, uh, donate now, pay later, <laughs> which I think we've talked about before. Um, but out of the 39, the ones that I thought were really impactful. And I think that, um, nonprofit should i mean can consider it at least is putting your best offer at the top of the page and it could be a matching gift campaign like something like a matching gift if there, there's a major donor that's matching up to $50,000 in um in gifts then you want to highlight that so that the donor if they are on the fence about donating or not donating um they can get pushed cuz they're they're by donating the same amount their impact will be doubled um and then he also recommends within that whatever if you're using a pop-up or just using regular copy just testing different elements to see what actually works different donate button colors different um graphics uh different um copy whether it's long copy or short copy so i thought that was that was pretty cool of him to share especially super relevant at this time of year when year-end is already kicked off and there's not much nonprofits can do except for to iterate and improve um absolutely and the other one and as we're talking about like testing i want and to
0: and can stuff. i comment one thing before of we course, jump on i like how tobes it's such a good marketing move and being like i had 40 <laughs> but i went with 39 but i'll tell you about the 40th one anyways <laughs> But 39 is actually a better headline than 40 (laughs) because it's a random number and it throws people off and disorients them. It's like there's such good marketing like embedded in just the idea of going from 40 to 39. Mm -hmm. And like the like, here's a bonus tip. Like it just makes you want to talk about it more. And I will say there's probably something in the design of that article that nonprofits can learn from just from that one statement.
1: Absolutely. It's funny because when I got his newsletter, I was like, why is it th- I was like, why is it 39 like let me see what the 39 exactly. are um so yeah good marketing yeah. uh technique from him
0: i did have a the practical thing which maybe other people can relate to is i went through my garage this past holiday weekend and i randomly sold a bunch of stuff on next door and facebook marketplace okay. and we had this old electric lawnmower that i sold for 62 dollars And someone came and looked at it and they ended up buying it. But their last question was like, why 62? And I was like, just because all the numbers were random. It was like 74, 69, you know, like, it's just like random numbers that I put on the prices because I'm just trying to stand out and differentiate. So it's not, you know, a whole number. But anyways.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's a good, it's a good marketing technique. I know, like... When I go shopping and maybe it's just me if I see something a like hundred dollars, I'm like, I don't know, it's a little too expensive. But if it's like ninety eight dollars, I was like, Ooh, this is affordable. I, I can I can do that one. So it works.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. My um, my my go to is anything and then eighty eight cents or forty four cents. Like when I go to sell things online and stuff, I'll just put random cents just because yeah. it's just Different. Point. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, so maybe ask maybe the, the practical tip here is like, instead of saying give a $25 donation or a $100 donation, ask for like a $73 donation,
1: mm-hmm.
0: or a happens. $147 donation, just yeah. like a random number, or pick a number that actually means something to your organization. I've seen this work mm-hmm. really well, where it'll be like a random number like 53. And it's like, why 53? But then, like embedded in that is some sort of impact metric. It's like for every fifty-three dollars, this happens. Yeah. But instead of rounding up to fifty-five or sixty or down to fifty, they actually told you the truth. And one thing we talk about a lot on here is specificity and truth yeah. are great marketing
1: Absolutely.
0: or good marketing. Yeah. yeah,
1: especially if you can prove it. If you can exactly you know, back it up with data, usually it performs really well. Um, and really quickly, the other. Like resource I wanted to share is you know we talk a lot about modern data, making iterations, um, testing. If you're going to try something new, you got to test it out. Next after, actually had a resource about A/B testing. Obviously, the value of A/B testing is important because you want to make sure you're not guessing what works for your audience. <laughs> you want to actually know whatever you're doing. There's um, data to back it up. And while sometimes or most of the times, what I hear might come back inconclusive at least you have that information now and then you can you know take that and make an informed decision on how to move forward um but next after talks all about this in this blog that i shared in the newsletter but also with google optimized kind of that was sunset earlier this year in september um it kind of threw not just nonprofits, but any any company who did a b testing um for world and so they offered some alternatives that nonprofits should consider moving forward if they haven't already found the Navy testing platforms to release.
0: Yeah. And if you're curious about all of these links we keep talking about, every week we come together between New and I and summarize what was in this week's good marketing brief, which is an email newsletter that's in everyone's inbox every Wednesday morning. And so you can check out these links right now down in the comments or in the show notes. Mm-hmm. And you can even subscribe if you currently don't. So you don't miss an episode or a brief uh, on or Wednesdays. An <laughs> or an episode. Or an episode. <laughs> we we This is a complimentary or compliment thing that we do to the newsletter. So we talked about Giving Tuesday, the data that we need to look at, the actions we need to take. We really just painted the picture of transparency of like, this is a tough season to stand out and really at this point, you should focus on iteration and optimizations and I think Tobes and Next After and even RKD, I believe, had some ideas on how you can do that. In addition to that here at Feather, we've put together an end of year marketing toolkit and in that toolkit, we actually include a bunch of tips and best practices, but I think more importantly, we include a library of example advertising that nonprofits have used at year-end that you can use and learn from as well. And so you can definitely grab that end-of-year toolkit in the comments. With that, any other things that nonprofits should be focusing on right now as they walk into December and close out 2023?
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously, year-end is an important time for nonprofits, and they should be focused on the success of their, their efforts in the campaign. But also, taking some time to take care of themselves and like taking some mental health breaks, spending time with families around the holidays and just not losing sight of that. And in, in the midst of all their hard work and year and planning and execution,
0: Yeah, that's great. I think we all should take a note from that. I think my two tips are one focus more on what you have versus what you don't have. Mm-hmm. Often it's easy to look and compare and contrast or kind of look at where the challenges are, or the obstacles for your success. Lean into the things that are good. People gave to you this year. That's exciting. Mm-hmm. Maybe people gave to you on Giving Tuesday. How can you cultivate that? People gave to you last year end. leaning into those things you have as an organization and celebrating those, I think is very important as we walk into December. And last but not least is the quote I share all the time, which is uh, by the Save the Children founder, mm-hmm. which is. People aren't ungenerous. They're unimaginative and very busy. Yeah, And I think it's our job as fundraisers to unlock generosity and activate it, not convince people to be generous. Generosity is abundant. It's our role to activate that through our communications, our emails, our advertising, our direct mail. That's where the power of the season is. And telling great stories and really showcasing the impact your organization has and Absolutely. allowing that to be uh, the opportunity. Um, this season so yeah new I love it. it's always no, great I... to chat
1: yeah you too thanks so much
0: yeah absolutely we'll be back next Friday as we walk through a- end of year we're going to be giving optimization tips we're going to be talking about how you plan for next year I don't want to get too mm-hmm. far ahead of ourselves but <laughs> next year's coming around the corner soon and it the best end of far. year giving plan is 12 months ago and mm-hmm. so we want to help you get ahead in 2024 but until then happy giving Tuesday week everyone
1: and we'll see you again next Friday Thanks, Neil. Thank you, Neil. See you next week.